All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator Season 2, Episode 9. Jake Smith, Drake Downs, there is no Sam Kell. Uh, his opening take, however, is that just basically a water's wet take, and it's that the Chargers are done. I mean, it's it's inevitable every single year. They're always done. And Sam just realized it week three, which is – I mean, I applaud him, honestly. I mean – it only took him three weeks, and that's better than most most other fans would would probably take it. They have uh, Slater is out for the year. We just got word that Jalen got into his ACL, which I mean that's whatever. His wide receiver three, wide receiver four at best. Um, who else? Who else? Bosa went down. Uh, we have no idea if J.C. Jackson is ever going to be healthy. Justin Herbert, his ribs. Uh, he has as many ribs right now as Adam did in the Garden. Um, yeah, I mean, they just got a crap ton of, uh, Keenan Allen is hurt. They, they're screwed, man. They, they're screwed, but that's Sam's opening take. Drake, what do you got? Um, so mine's an opening question more so than the take. Love it. Um, I have a question for you, Jake. Dolphins, 3-0. Would they, would this exact team be 3-0 under Flores? How much credit do you give to McDaniels here? A lot. I think a lot. He's a goober. He is, yeah. I would. But he's not from hang that coaching him. tree, that that successful coaching tree. Yep, yep. He's from the Shanahan tree, um, dude. Yeah, Flores. They probably be. They'd lose that game yesterday for sure under Flores. Um, they they'd be two and one, one and two. I mean, they would have beat the Pats. I forgot who they played in week two. Um, yeah, man. I the Ravens. The Raven. Oh shoot, that was a crazy game. They would have lost that game under Flores. Yeah, they they'd be one and two. They'd probably be one and two right now. Um, that's a good question. I I think I think that dude is an absolute goober, no doubt. But I do feel like he, just like McVeigh, just like you know, all those other guys that that are under you know that are under Shanahan, they just know how to run an offense. They really yeah. do. Not that the not that the Dolphins scored, you know, a lot of points this past week. They're going up against the NFL's best defense, but like still, I mean, they they found a way to win, and that's good coming from a young coach. Like young coaches typically don't know. It's the same thing for young quarterbacks. Like they don't know how to win. I mean, this young coach, like he already knows how to win, and right. that, I mean that's a good sign. As as much as we want to poke fun at him, yeah, I think uh, it's almost like the calm, cool, and collected, like you would never have thought like this is his first coaching job. Um, the way, just from what I've seen, I don't watch Dolphins games too intently, if I'm being honest, but like um, just pressure, pressure situations when I was watching that final two minutes, like you know, Bills were trying to march down the field. I mean, maybe that's part of just his personality. He just, he looked like, almost like he didn't even know a game was going on. Like he just had a poker face on and, um, I just thought it was interesting because being, like I said, just a total goober, like he's winning ball games, and it's not in any kind of crazy fashion. I mean, he's barely winning ball games, but it's still a W, like we always say. Yep, just find a way to win. Uh, my opening take is, and Drake, I feel like you'll definitely agree with me with this, and everybody else listening, honestly. Uh, the The theme of my opening take was, in what world does this happen? Uh, 
and it's this NFL season, the standings right now, everybody's record makes no sense. Like in what world? We'll start with the AFC East. In what world are the Dolphins three and zero, the Bills two and two and one, and the Patriots dead last in the division at one and two? In what world in the AFC North are the Browns the leader in the division? In the AFC South, in what world are the Jaguars leading the division right now? In what world would we have thought that the Raiders, as you know, they already had Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, uh, they they signed Devontae Adams, they get Josh McDaniels, who's like quote unquote an offensive guru. They do have Derek Carr, which is a massive downgrade, but it in what world would we have thought that they would have started 0-3 to start the season? Uh, they're the only team that is defeated. Like, out of all the NFL teams, there's usually, Drake, right now in week three, that we're looking at, like, three or four teams that still haven't won a game at this point. Like, usually three or four teams start out the year 0-3, and it's like, okay, who's going to get the number one overall draft pick? And just looking at the Raiders roster, it's like, there's no way – they should get the number one overall draft pick. Like their roster in terms of like names, at least from the skill position standpoint, they're too good to have the number one overall pick. Um, let me keep going. Uh, I'll go in the NFC. Uh, the, the NFC East is whatever. Um, in what world, yeah, are the Giants starting out the season, you know, undefeated already? Um, but the which we're recording this on Monday night uh, or on Monday before the Monday night football game, so that could change. Uh, the Lions, they kind of look like they know what they're doing, but they keep shooting themselves in the foot uh, with dumb coaching decisions by Dan Campbell. Um, and then the the NFC West, Drake, we said it at the beginning of the season that we thought that the NFC West would be an absolute, like a juggernaut almost minus the Seahawks. You know, I mean, Kyler looks awful. The Seahawks are the Seahawks. The 49ers, we will definitely talk about them later. Um, the Rams, though, Drake, I mean, they, they've got that division wrapped up. So it's mainly the AFC conference it is, the, is the big, like, question marks. And, Drake, that was the conference that we talked about going into the season that was like, man, in the AFC, I mean, it's, it's the most competitive division. And we've got these teams that are just like, oh, well, maybe this team isn't as good as we thought they were going to be. And maybe this team is, you know, way better than what we thought they were going to be. Or like, I don't know, right now, nothing makes sense. I mean, the Colts, as bad as they have looked, just beat the Chiefs yesterday. I mean, like, what what are we doing? The Titans and the and the Raiders, that that game, the Titans almost did what the Titans almost do, and they almost tightened it up. Like, that that's just what they do. And they – oh, it was so close. If Derek Carr was an above-average quarterback, if, if, De if Derek Carr was Kirk Cousins right there, I think Kirk Cousins would have gotten the job done right there. He's just, he's just so bad. He is, he is so insanely bad. Um, I definitely – I feel like Josh McDaniels definitely wants another quarterback. Uh, team talk, Drake, uh, you can have the floor first. The Rams beat the Cardinals 20-12. to 12. Kyler looked extra short out there yesterday. Um, yep. Looked absolutely horrible. What are your takeaways? Um, again, very – another week that um, 
I don't know if it's just, and you could, you of anybody can tell me if this is a thing, if it's you a Super Bowl hangover for a fan, uh, but the games have just been so uneventful, it seems like. Um, and maybe that's because I just came off of like just crazy games for like all the playoffs and, and the Super Bowl. Yeah. But again, not a very eventful game, uh, but a good one. I think we played good all around team ball on all three phases. Um, didn't make any stupid mistakes besides a fumble on the two yard line. Cam Akers showed some life there towards the end. Um, but someone tweeted out yesterday, I think it was Shannon Sharp, and he said, Cam Akers is trying his best to be cut from the Rams. Yeah. Um, and I like the guy, but he's just not running hard. And I don't know if this stems from the Achilles, if he came back too quickly or, you know, what, what all's going there, going on there. But, um, just some quick points. Uh, I say the Rams have to find a better way to incorporate Allen Robinson into this offense because yes. what they're doing right now is not working. They're ki- yes, dude. Sean McVay is killing my fantasy football team. <laughs> I mean, they've got him running. I mean, obviously, uh, out at the numbers where he is probably best at. Um, but if you know and you watch Rams games and you're educated on football – Sean McVay plays in, in, inside the numbers. He's all about the slots, the the curl routes, the the quick and easy swing passes. Yeah. Um, do have like a gunslinger at Matthew Stafford that will have that big that big play every once in a while, but more more times than not, it's going to be good just center of the field football. Uh, but again. Some good passes that he did drop, I will say that. But I, at this point, he's probably, like, lining up like, shit, I'm not going to get the ball anyway. You know, so it's almost like probably catching him off guard. Um, ben Skoranek deserves an apology from me and a lot of the Rams fan base. Uh, Dude, I slick. I was about to text in the group message and be like, who's this other white guy on the Rams? Yeah. Um, hot take. I mean, is Matthew Stafford racist? We don't know. I think it's confirmed. He does not like throwing to uh, to black people, especially Allen Robinson. And I've noticed it mainly because Allen Robinson is on my fantasy team. But yeah. dude, he hates he hates. And we've seen the memes. People. We've seen the memes. Yes. Um, but seriously, it, Ben Ben Skoranek, uh, Everybody was so Lance McCutcheon in the preseason. Great, had a great showing. Rookie out of Montana State. That's the whitest um, name I've ever heard. Yeah, but he's black. And so, um, everybody was, including me, was like, how is Ben Skronik on the active roster in this dude's practice squad, or he's going to get picked up by somebody else? We're going to hate ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But had a good showing, four receptions for like 80 yards or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, Defense allowed the Cardinals to go four for four on fourth down conversions. Same thing that stemmed from the Bills game. We just can't get off the field. It just seems like it's easy to go one, two, three, third down, nine, and either they convert on third and long or fourth and short. And just got to figure out a way to with with that uh, that high power defense. Um, I don't think we're using Bobby Wagner the best way we should. I haven't heard his name an awful lot. Uh, Jalen Ramsey played great. Played a lot better than he has been past two weeks. Uh, I know it's against the Cardinals and against the Falcons, yes, but uh, just some confidence boosting right there. You need those games sometimes. Uh, James Conner was better as a backup running back 
and a red zone merchant, as Sam would like to call him, because as they're starting running back, they're, it's not going to get it done, dude. Yep. Uh, and lastly, um, Kyler Murray may single-handedly destroy the Cardinals franchise for the next 20 years. <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's talk about the hometown team, uh, the Tennessee Titans. So my big thing, Drake, is that it's it's the fact that the Titans, right, they they almost – they didn't, but they did at the same time. They almost played not to lose rather than to win, and it almost bit them in the butt. Um, most of that is is limitations at, at the skill positions and obviously at their quarterback position. But, Drake, I don't know if you noticed yesterday, the Titans scored seven points in the first quarter. They scored 17 points in the second quarter. Drake, they didn't score a single point the rest of the game. Not a field goal, nothing. Third and fourth quarter, big goose eggs. And you, you you just can't do that in the National Football League. You can start out games like that, scoring nothing in the first half, and then come alive. That's typically like how it goes, especially, you know, when teams cover the spread somehow. But to start the game, scoring twenty four points in the first half, and then coming out the second half, I mean Josh McDaniel. Let's get one thing straight. Josh McDaniels does, doesn't know anything about defense. He doesn't coach the defensive side of the ball. And the Raiders' defense is not very good. Like, we've already seen that. And the fact that the Titans could muster up any points whatsoever in the second half should be alarming. Now, however, Titans fans, a win is a win. A win is a win in the NFL. You got your first one, uh, two 0-2 teams squared off, and you got the win. Almost blew it, but uh, I mean, Drake, what are what are your thoughts on the game? <clears throat> um, yeah, kind of like you said, you've never heard anybody say it's not how you finish, it's how you start, right? It's always how you finish. Yeah. Um, I I do think that Vrabel's doing a good job at keeping his locker room under control. He's not he's not pandering to this whole Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill stuff, and saying no, Tannehill's our guy until further notice. Um, but also not scared to, you know, put some pressure on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry ran the ball pretty good yesterday, better than he has in, since his injury. Um, but, again, just the Titans doing some of the most Titans things and just giving, giving their fans a heart attack, and that's what they like to do. Um, but you've got they're not going to win many games if they don't start playing better in general. They're lucky that was the Raiders because um, any other team, I'd, I'd say about if they were playing any of the other 28 decent teams in the NFL, they probably don't win that game. Or like you said, if there was any other quarterback, they don't win that game. Uh, side note, Will Compton just uh, just responded to, uh, to Sam trashing him. Will Compton posted a, a year 10 update 48 minutes ago, and then Sam quote tweeted it. For those that don't know, Sam can't stand Will Compton. And uh, Sam quote tweeted and said, the good news is that no one is going to sign you uh, with a healthy back either. I guess he's saying that, you know, his back is healthy and, and all this stuff. And uh, Will Compton <laughs> responded to Sam and said, I love it. The haters can't stand that I'm in control. <laughs> Which is, oh, that's so funny. Uh, but anyway, so shout out to uh, shout out to Sam. He's low-key kind of famous. Uh, definitely going to retweet that right now. Um, well, Drake, so, so with the, with the Titans, 
I got kind of sidetracked right there, and I forgot what I was going to ask. But, oh, this is what it was. So, Malik Willis, you brought up Malik Willis. As Titans fans, you know what Ryan Tannehill is, correct? And I get it. Like, you, you want to play for a playoff spot. So, if you feel like Ryan Tannehill can get you a playoff spot, sure, I guess if that's your goal, then go ahead. But you know what he is. Like, why not just why not just go for it right now? You know what I mean? Why not just throw him out there, see what the kid's made of? Ryan Tannehill is not gonna like catapult this Titans Titans offense or this Titans team into, you know, a third, you know, a third place seed in the NFL. He's not gonna win you the AFC East, I don't think, anymore. I mean, why not? Like, Malik Willis is much more dynamic than Ryan Tannehill. So, like, why not try it out? That That's just my opinion. Um, the Patriots, there's there's not much to say. We we suck. I don't know if Mac Jones is the guy or not. Um, Lamar Jackson did whatever he wanted to in the second half. Uh, in the first half, I think I texted you guys and that, like, Bill's just letting Lamar throw. And then Lamar comes out in the second half just slinging it all over the field and running all over the field as well. Uh, Devontae Parker, welcome to the Patriots. He actually had a good game. Mack threw three interceptions, no touchdowns. He just – I don't know, man. I don't think that he processes things fast enough, which is very alarming because the big thing on him coming out of college was that he's very smart and he can process a lot of information. I just don't think that he can. Um, would – uh, it's so weird being in this spot, Drake. I mean, you dealt with it from, from what, like the year 2002 up till 2017, where you were just like, man, we just don't have it. Like, we have absolutely, absolutely nothing in this team. That's how I feel right now with the Patriots, and it's a weird feeling. It really is. Uh, it's a, it's a bad feeling, and it kind of goes hand in hand with your like opening take. Uh, where you're saying, like, in what world are we living in that this is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Man, maybe we're just getting to the age, like, where football teams aren't forever, right? We all knew the Patriots dynasty had to end sometime. They weren't going to be in every Super Bowl. Like, it had to end sometime. And it's like, maybe it's the same thing for everybody. Like, really, like, the, the Jags cannot be bad forever. The Jets... Uh, probably can't will be bad for okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like maybe it's one of those things where we've been watching it be the way it is for twenty years, and and you're turning a new leaf. And like it, Bills used to be terrible, now everybody's writing them off to be the Super Bowl favorites. Probably still, it, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't be still. But I think it's just that's the uh the way the world turns, maybe or the circle of life in football. I don't I don't know. Um, so the, uh, the AFC East greater than the AFC West, we thought that the AFC West was going to be absolute juggernauts. The Broncos stink. The, uh, the Chargers are going to stink. Uh, the Raiders suck. It's basically just the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just lost to the Colts. Uh, Drake, the Colts beat the Chiefs, the Titans beat the Raiders, and then the Jags just beat the Chargers. So three AFC uh, South teams beat three AFC West teams. And we called out 
the AFC South at the beginning of the year for being the absolute worst division in football. And they it was just football the wonderful. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Any given Sunday, any given Sunday, something can happen. Yeah, Vegas going to cash big on that one with all the the divisional standings and stuff like that. No one saw this coming. Also, uh, I'll get into it later, but um, somebody needs to save Tom Brady from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. Who, who makes the playoffs in the AFC West? Mm. Chiefs. Chiefs for sure. Broncos? No. Wild card? No, there's no way. They're awful. They're awful. They just they just they're two and one. They right? just scored eleven points against Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, like how much they can't they can't do that forever. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders. I mean, no. Like they've already started out zero and three. Like they've obviously got issues. The Chargers. They don't even have like a full a full roster right now. Like you were saying, the thing at the beginning of the year about the Jaguars are confirmed putting a team together. They have fifty three guys on their roster. I don't think the Chargers have 53 guys on their roster right now because everybody's hurt. At least nobody that's worth anything. I don't know. Uh, they may not even have 53 bones left on their roster or no, ligaments. Like, they probably can't piece them all together. Do they have enough body parts on that 53-man roster to make three people? Mm, that's a good question. I'm not an anatomy major. Uh, I actually never took anatomy, so I have no idea. Uh, all right, ballers and bombs. Drake, who are your ballers? Let's go one and one. All right, go ahead. I'm going to start Khalil Herbert for the Bears. 20 carries, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, he balled out for sure. Is he uh, – what year is – he was a backup. Dave Montgomery went down. Yes, I think he's in his third year. Is that right? Something like that, second year, third year? So Dave Montgomery, if he even if he is okay, has probably lost his starting position, right? I think he's so older. Too. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Um, my baller is going to be the Dolphins' medical staff that somehow cleared uh, Tua after <laughs> after the Bills' defense knocked him out. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know I, how, I dude. Yeah, everybody saw that video of Tua just like looking like he was coming out of Coyote Ugly Strip Club or something. Just absolute – looked like he was blitzed out of his mind. And somehow the medical staff was just like, oh, coach, he's good. He's good. Like, no concussion. Yeah. And the NFLPA, I'm sure you saw Drake, uh, you know, they're going to investigate the whole thing because of just how bad it looked. So shout out to the uh, the Dolphins medical staff that cleared him because I don't know what they had to do to do that, but they did it. So shout out to them. I, I, McDaniels probably gave him some of his pot that he smokes. For sure. <laughs> For sure. All right, Not today, second? buddy. We got a game to go win. Yeah, who's your um, My second one, I'm going to go with Cordero Patterson, 17 carries, 141 yards, and a touchdown for the Falcons. Dude, Man, Patterson, what, I, think I feel like he didn't do anything for the first five years of his career, and now he's just popping off with the Falcons. Well, okay, so with the Vikings, I think he had, like, one actually, like, really good year with the Vikings in terms of being a receiver. Um, obviously, he's always been a good kick returner, always. That's the main right. role that he played. But that's the what Patriots. I thought all he was. But, dude, well, McDaniels – I don't think the Vikings, at least I didn't see it, the McDaniels like started lining up Cordero Patterson like in the backfield and stuff. 
and would like run a play or two with him in the backfield, kind of like what we used to do with Aaron Hernandez, put him in the backfield, you know, maybe do a, a toss sweep to him or, or something like something gadgety like that. So the Patriots started doing it. And then after that, where did Patterson go? I think Chicago, he started doing it a little more. And now with the Falcons, Arthur Smith is just like, dude, like you, you are like a legitimate gadget player. So let's just make you a full-time gadget player. And he plays yeah, running just, back. I mean, he he's pretty much back. the running back. Right? Yeah, he yeah. plays running back much better than he's a receiver for sure. Uh, his problem with at least what I saw in New England is that he couldn't, he couldn't like run routes well enough and read defenses well enough to be like a full-time receiver. So maybe he's just like not that smart. I mean, yeah, he ran the ball 17 times. I know it's not comparable, obviously, because – receiving and, and rushing, but he only caught the ball once for 12 yards. And I'd be willing to bet he, and he scored a touchdown on that play, but, oh, so he had two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. Sorry. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet he caught that ball out of the backfield too. More than likely. I, I don't think anybody in America watched that game. I would love to see the uh, viewership on that game because that was going on when the Bucks and the Packers were playing, when, uh, the Rams and Cardinals were playing when the Jags and Chargers. Jags and the Chargers. Nobody was watching the Seahawks and Falcons. Absolutely nobody. Um, Except for all of Seattle. And I'm pretty sure Atlanta probably was watching the Bucks and Packers. Like, probably. <laughs> um, okay. My second baller is going to be the Bucks defense uh, after the first half. In the first half, they were, they, they were absolutely horrible. Um, but then the second half, dude, they, they turned it up in the second half and made Rodgers look – made him look like Kirk Cousins, if we're being honest. Made him look like Derek Carr. I'll say that. I will no longer say that Derek Carr is better than Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins greater than Derek Carr for sure. You should have um, never, ever, ever have said that. But, but made Aaron Rodgers look like Derek Carr uh, quite a bit. The Packers run game, Drake, like I'll, I'll give it to the Packers – Dude, their run game is so good. Like the combination of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, that's how they move the ball for the most part is through their one run game. And that's another. There's another Shanahan guy. You know, Matt Lafleur. That's another Shanahan guy. Uh, runs the exact same offense that Sean McVay runs uh, to an extent. Um, Drake, who's your third baller? Uh, third baller. Let's go, Jalen Hurts. Nice. 340 passing yards, three touch, three passing touchdowns. I forget to look at his rushing yards, but you have to with Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, nine carries, 20 yards. Okay, so he didn't have a big day on the ground yesterday, but he did play he didn't a very to. good ball game. Yeah, he didn't um, have to. Yeah, I mean, dude is, dude is pushing for a, a good year for an MVP kind of year. He just so happens to be playing in the same league as Josh Allen, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my third baller is going to be T- Ken Dorsey. Most people would think he'd be on a <laughs> on a bum list. However, uh, for that those of you that fun. don't know, Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator that just went viral on Twitter for uh, smashing his tablets and then smashing pieces of paper. Uh, but yeah, man, Ken Dorsey, baller. He, like, dude, he, he was like every fan that goes viral on Twitter for shattering their mom's TV when their team loses. Like, that was Ken Dorsey. And so I resonated with that. Um, I mean, like, he he was like he was like watching a lady with blue hair at a vegan rally 
when they go viral on Twitter for screaming at people that are eating like beef jerky right in front of them. That was Ken Dorsey, like just losing his absolute mind. Um, I mean, which I get, man, like single. I don't know if you watched like the play Drake, but Singletary was supposed to come off the field and he was jogging off the field, but it wasn't just Singletary. The whole Bills, like they had no urgency. It's almost like they thought that they had a timeout left when they didn't. And everybody was just kind of jogging up to the line besides Josh Allen and Diggs. And they didn't get the snap off. I think that I don't think Dorsey was mad because they lost the game. I think Dorsey was mad that they were lollygagging around on the offensive end and not running up to the ball to spike it to be able to give their kicker a chance to to kick the winning field goal. Which I, I mean, if I'm in Dorsey's shoes, I'm doing the exact same thing probably. Uh Drake, do you have a fourth baller since Sam isn't here? Yeah, let's let's keep rolling with the ballers, man. Uh, there were some good there's some good performances this weekend. Um Mac Collins, receiver for yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. Eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh mine He made he made Derek Carr look like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> mine. <laughs> mine uh my it's my last one. Uh but it goes along with, with Ken Dorsey and it's Microsoft the company because dude you know that Microsoft the company has to love when players like Tom Brady or Ken Dorsey just smash the tablets or throw them because those things are breaking and the NFL just has to order more so I'm sure Microsoft is watching Tom Brady throw a tantrum or Ken Dorsey throwing a tantrum breaking these tablets and Microsoft is just like, Oh sweet. The NFL is about to put in a new order for these tablets. So, you know, helps out with their bottom line. Uh, that's all I have. Drake, do you have any more? Um, let's see. I mean, just some honorable mentions. I mean, I mean John still threw for 400 yards, yeah. 400 yards, two touchdowns, uh, Trevor Lawrence, two sixty-two and three touchdowns, no interceptions, all of these guys. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 25 carries, 108 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, and Joe Burrow, 275 yards, three touchdowns. He desperately, desperately needed that kind of game Absolutely. to um, not have Cincinnati burned down to the ground. All right. Uh, let's go with bums. Who's your number one bum? My number one bum is going to be Isaiah McKenzie for the – for the Bills. That's a good one. I I know, and it's it's hard to put him as a total bum because you're in that moment, and he did the right thing, and he was looking to get out of bounds. He just went from one side of the field across to the other to try to get out of bounds, realized that they cut him off, wouldn't let him out of bounds, and he got down, and there just wasn't enough time. Whereas if he would have caught it and dropped down on the ground, they would have spiked it, and the Bills would have won that game yesterday. So hard to call him a super super big bum, but like the awareness has got to be a little bit better in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, my number one bum is going to be Brian Leftwich. If that dude ever calls another run play on first down or on first and twenty ever again, because the Bucks gotten like I think it was three first and twenties because of holding penalties, and he just like was just like, it's first down, so we're going to run the ball. Uh, that, after the biggest play of the game, Drake, I don't know how much attention you played in this game, but 
when the Bucks, dude, the Bucks, no joke, Drake. They probably, if we're counting that fumble, that fumble, that play, they should have scored. How many points did they score yesterday? They scored. They scored twelve plus twenty one. Twelve to four. They should have. They should have scored. 21, 12. They should have scored 33 points yesterday, if we're, if we're being honest. All the drives that the Bucks were moving the ball with ease ended in fumbles by the wide receivers. But the one that I really want to talk about with Leftwich is that Drake, the Bucks were marching down the field uh, with like eight minutes to go in the fourth. Jalen Darden just comes out of nowhere and 30-yard pass play to him. Picks it up, whatever. The Bucks are like at the uh, at the Packer forty yard line. The biggest play of the game for the Bucks, and then the very next play, Drake, little toss sweep to uh, to Perriman, and then Scotty Miller on the other side that's flanked out is coming for a reverse. Perriman tosses it to Scotty Miller, who was supposed to toss it back to Brady. And then Darden was was streaking downfield, uh, you know. So it was like a a double reverse flea flicker. That you heard me right, double reverse flea flicker is what it was supposed to be. But after Brady tossed the ball to Perriman, Perriman tossed it to Scotty Miller, who should be cut by the end of the weekend. Didn't catch the toss, and the Bucks lost. Um, uh, I'm getting the numbers mixed up. Lost 18 yards on that play, I think. And the drive was dead. After the biggest play of the game, like you've got to have more self-awareness as, a, as an offensive coordinator. Uh, it was that. It was a million other plays, Drake, that that we could get into. But who, who's your second bum? Uh, second bum is going to be, don't know his name, but number 14 for the Dolphins uh, for the butt punt. <laughs> he is the last line of defense in your pump protection you know that you're in the end zone why are you you can't back up you cannot back up you can't you can't take a step back no so that is that's by no means on um thomas morstead elite probably probably could make a run at hall of fame type punter right uh maybe and so by no no way is that on him uh but if you look you just had to be a young guy special teams guy you just can't step back so now you are forever a meme among the NFL community. Yeah, absolutely. So shout, shout out to Mark Sanchez and Dan Orlovsky for getting the freedom that they 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 got out of that little jail, didn't they? Maybe not Sanchez as much, but Orlovsky, Garoppolo needs to buy him dinner. Okay, okay. You're still in my thunder with, with my next bum. And it's Jimmy Garoppolo because he – he still blows. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. He still blows, dude. After that first drive, I'm sure you at least watched the first drive. That first drive for the 49ers. I oh so I'm sorry. It was the second drive. It was the second drive. They went like three and out on the first drive, and then the second drive they came out and they just threw the ball the whole time. And I was like, oh shoot, like this is Jimmy's team. Like I could see him. He was fired up and everything, and he was marching down the field pretty easy. Uh, scored a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. I have him on my fantasy team, so that was great. I was like, oh, shoot, like Jimmy's ticked. Like this is his team. He's going to take over. Um, and holy smokes, like 
Jimmy Garoppolo, he's just he's just one of those weird science science experiments where you think it's going to go great and then you just wind up blowing the school out. But he did his best Dan Orlovsky impersonation for sure with stepping out of the back of the end zone. It wasn't as bad as Dan Orlovsky because Orlovsky literally basically ran behind the goalpost and didn't know that he was out of bounds. But Drake, have you ever heard Jimmy Garoppolo, Drake? I'll say this about him, besides the fact that he's very handsome. He's playing chess, not checkers. Because Drake, on that play, what did he do? He threw a pick six. The dude threw a pick six. Guess what? It didn't count because he already stepped out of bounds in the back of the end zone. So instead of throwing a pick six, he was like, you know what? Let me just take the two points. Let me take a safety right here. Jimmy Garoppolo... Playing chess, not checkers. That's straight the G out. Of the, stand, Jimmy G stands for genius. The that he took that play out of the Bill Belichick handbook. I guarantee you that's in the Bill Belichick handbook. It when Brian Hoyer comes out for the Patriots next week, that's going to be like play one. Hey Hoyer, instead of uh, throwing a pick six, just run out of the back of the end zone. That was elite quarterback IQ right there. Uh, that's a hey, play that I could see Jamarcus Russell in his prime making. There we go. Let's talk about that. Brian Hoyer. Did um did Matt get shot? That can't be oh, his first sprained ankle. Like, what were those pictures? Was that real? It looked like was he looked, screaming? Yeah, it looked like saving private Ryan. Like it looked like it looked like the it looked like Marcus Luttrell in Lone Survivor when the people with the helicopters, like the Apaches, were like, you know, carry him uh, away from that that Taliban right. village. And you know, you know, Latrell turns around like Mark Wahlberg and is like, "No, the kid comes with me." And they're like, "No, sir, like the kid can't come with you." And that's what that was. Mac Jones, like they, it looked like he got shot, Drake. It looked like he had to have his leg amputated right then and there. It, it reminded me of that scene from Step Brothers, where he's like rushing in there and like he's like there's trying to tell him, he's like, "Oh God, there's blood everywhere." Why, why would you let me do this? And then uh, they, they take his sock off. And then it's just like a little bruise, just a little swollen ankle. And he's like, oh, God, I could have died out there. We may never see Mac Jones take another snap ever again. I don't think so. His That might have been a career-ending injury. It, it, goes, it goes Joe Theismann's leg injury. Alex Smith. Alex Smith's leg injury. And Mac then Mac Jones. Jones's leg injury. Yep. Just like that. And it turns out that Mac Jones has a high ankle sprain. <laughs> That's it. And it looked like he got shot. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Dude did not look comfortable whatsoever. Uh, real quick, my last bum is uh, – is, uh, well, it's the Bucks receivers for falling, slipping, leading the league in drops, and fumbling the game away. Uh, but, my, but my other last bum is, uh, is Sam. It's Sam Kell. Because he thinks that Carson Wentz is good. I'm tired of this whole, like, shtick that he's trying to pull with, no, dude, like, Carson Wentz is actually, like, a good quarterback. Dude, I'm tired. Like, he texted in the group message again. I'm tired of hearing it. Sam, like, Carson Wentz blows chunks. At one point, Drake, I I sent you all the graphic. At one point, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts had 323 passing yards. Carson Wentz. Negative, Negative one. one. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, I will die on the hill that Jared Goff was a better draft pick 
A thousand percent. Are you kidding? They're not even close, dude. Jared Goff is head and shoulders better than Carson Wentz. He took I'm just nine, glad we're starting to see this. Jared he took a decent quarterback. He took nine sacks last night. That's not – or yesterday. That's not all your offensive line. That's you holding on to the ball or not making the right protection reads or not getting rid of the ball. Yeah, he's going to sprain both of his ankles again for the second time. Drake, do you have any more bums? Um. Sam. Sam's just a bum yeah, for being a Chargers fan. Yeah, coward. So I, I agree with that one. I have Carl Wentz on there as well. 14 yeah. for the Dolphins. Justin Carl. Justin Fent. Uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, oh dude, that, that dude blows. Eight for eight for 17, 106 yards and two picks. No touchdowns. Dude, he's awful. He's so bad. What dude? What is going on? He's he's an Ohio State quarterback. So does that mean uh does that mean what's his face? It's gonna probably win the Heisman. He's he's gonna be the first overall draft pick, isn't oh, he? Shroud, yeah, and then he's gonna be CJ Shroud. Yeah, then he's gonna be a bust. Yeah, and then um, oh shoot, who else is up Haskins, there? Haskins, Haskins. Uh, he yep. He broke a bunch of Ohio State records, and then he was absolute trash. R.I.P. By the way. Yeah, rest in peace and in peace. And then I, they just have all those weird quarterbacks that play like who was the one that played receiver for a little bit? Terrell Pryor. Yeah. Yeah, Terrell Pryor, one. and yeah, I just see I don't even remember their names. I'm a big NFL fan. Yeah, that's that should tell you something. Who's the most successful Ohio State quarterback to go to the NFL right now? I really can't think of any. Terrell Pryor, but he didn't even play like he didn't even play quarterback in the NFL. He was a good receiver. I'm not, but. Terrell Pryor, and I'm not even thinking about him. Who else am I thinking about? Braxton like? Miller. Braxton Miller was really good at Ohio State, but he wound up being a receiver in the NFL. It's not Braxton Miller. It's Braxton. Is it Braxton Miller? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, you're right, Braxton Miller. See, so okay, yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole different topic. But Justin Fields, kind of shocking to suck that bad. I, I didn't think. That he would even be that because he's not even like he doesn't even have his feet like he didn't even rush for that many yards either. Yeah, no, he he's not good at all. All right, Drake, standings. We uh, we talked about this kind of beforehand. Uh, I'm interested to hear yours. So let's go one one. Um, one. I'd still go in Bills. I'm still going Bills. Um, and don't worry, fans, fans, you will get your respect. But I'm still going Bills. Mine would be the Eagles. Wow. It's got to be the Eagles. It's got to be the Eagles. It, it, Eagles and Dolphins are the two undefeated teams in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, like, I, I'm so glad. I love Jalen Hurts. I've, I've loved him since he was at Alabama. Like, I'm so glad that he's, that he's like, you know, found finding success. I mean, they, they went to the playoffs last year, Drake. Like, people are forgetting that right now. Like, last year. Yeah, but because I got the Eagles in the playoffs. Uh, the Eagle, yeah, but, like, the Eagles were, like, a low-key good team last year. Now, Hurts is like taking that next step. We always talk about quarterbacks taking that next step. Well, Jalen Hurts is one million percent taking that next step. And right now, the Eagles are best are playing the best football in the NFL. Uh, two, I, I have the Bills. So your your number one is my number two. So who's your number two? Two, I have the Eagles. Okay, so there we go. Okay, so so three. Who's three for you? Well, I, before we go to three, I just want to ask you, like, you really think head-to-head matchup, if they were to play tonight, Monday Night Football, Bills, Eagles, you got right the Eagles now. winning that game? Right now, yes, because the Bills secondary, all literally 
nobody. I texted y'all that. I texted y'all Just hide to take. And I told white. y'all. I told y'all yesterday before the games to take the Dolphins, and not. I wasn't saying like money line, but it was like plus five and a half or something like that because their whole secondary was out. And so it's like okay, you put two and two together. It's like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. But they still like I'm not sold on Tua tuberculosis or whatever. No, I, I mean I'm not either. But, um, but I, that I mean, leads yeah, me right into now, my right now with no with no Bills secondary. Yeah, I take the Eagles. Okay, well that leads me into my number three being the Dolphins. I mean yeah. they have to they have they deserve the respect. They they aren't beating cupcakes. They go and beat Bill Belichick. They go and beat a Ravens team, Lamar, who is a heavy favorite to do spectacular MVP esque things this year, and Ravens should make the playoffs. And then they go beat the Bills. So I mean, you've got to put the Dolphins at three. I think. Yep. I know. I have the Dolphins at three as well. So four and five are going to be interesting. Who do you have at four? The Tennessee. Dolphins. I have I have two teams at four. Because I can't decide. Four A and a four B. Really, I, I do because so basically I have like a top six or whatever. But I've got Bucks slash Packers. That no, was such, no, neither one of those teams. No, neither one. Of that those was teams. such a close game. And right I now, think okay, so those so, teams so. are very complete. When I say complete, but they're, they're not. Healthy. They're incomplete. Well, when they're, they're healthy. Exactly. That's the thing. So right now, like I don't healthy. Yes, they're a top. Both of them are top five teams. However, right now, as our standings sit, because our standings are week one through three, I don't think you can put either one of those two teams in the top five. Yeah, and we had. If you remember, if the if the listeners if they'll remember, we had this issue last year right. where we kept going. We're like, is it week to week or is it the whole season? Is it hypotheticals? Because you still struggle with that. So it's hard not to say the Bucks or Packers not a top five team in the NFL. But I can see where you're saying. Like as it stands right now, no, they're not. So let me let me disregard that. Then I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go Rams. Okay. Okay. So so four I have the Chiefs, and then five I have the Rams. Okay. I didn't I didn't I had I watched a lot because my buddy one of my buddies a good big Colts fan, so I watched a lot of that game and like I know it's just one game and how it stands and they're relatively healthy and they have Andy Reid and they you know but I didn't like what I saw from them. They they were flat, you know, and, and I don't I don't trust their run game and Edwards Lair. Um but they still have Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, but I think it would be fair to put them at five. I would I would be interested to see how the Rams and Chiefs fare up like right now. I think in the long stretch, like both teams are gonna make a lot of adjustments and it just comes down to who stays healthier. So Drake, um, the the only reason why I put the Chiefs above the Rams, it's not because of anything like clearly the Chiefs lost this past week. So it's not really anything that the Chiefs have done it's what the Rams haven't done for me which is they should have murdered the Cardinals last night or yesterday they they should have won that game like 35 to 10 and they didn't and then obviously the week one blunder like I get that the Bills are like such a powerhouse and like you're coming off like first game of the year opening night like the you know the the lights are super bright because you're the first game of the year coming off of the Super Bowl 
they showed no life against a a legit good team for the Bills. You know what I mean? Like they were right. going up against a high pressure game and they did not play well. Uh, they didn't really play all that well against the Falcons. They did it first and then they kind of teetered off. And then against the Cardinals, it was like, okay, like when are we going to see, you know, when are we going to see the offense, you know, step up and do their job? The defense is great. When are we going to see the offense really like put their foot on the pedal and put this game out of reach? You know what I mean? So that's, it stinks because the Chiefs lost. So technically I should have the Rams above them. But like, I just can't because the Rams so far, and I'm sure you would agree, they just haven't shown me what they need to in terms of like being like, we are 100% like a top three team in the NFL. Right. I haven't seen that yet this year. Gotcha. I mean, that's, and it's all, that's a fair point. I can't, I can't argue that. All right. You wanted to do this. Who is your non QB MVP right now? Because we're gonna have we're gonna have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts as our two MVP guys. Yes, yes, that's yeah. who I've got. Okay, so who is your non MVP right now? Not or sorry, non quarterback MVP. Non quarterback MVP right now, and it's it's hard to say because of the play on the QB, and you understand what I'm saying when I say Stephon Diggs. I have Safan Diggs as well. You can't say, yeah, nobody can can argue and be like he is the he isn't the best non quarterback player in the NFL right now because he is. Like uh, in terms of the offensive side of the ball, the, a defensive player is never going to win it. But like you, you know what I mean, and I know what you mean. Like there's just no scenario in where you can look at Stephon Diggs and be like, aside from quarterbacks, I still don't think he's the best player in the NFL. Like what? Like, there's no way. He is – he runs routes so well. It's like him and Devontae Adams are the two best route runners in the NFL. Um, uh, it's – he can do whatever – he can – he's open every play. Like, mm-hmm. even when he's not open, he's open. Right. And I, I feel the same way about Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup, sad to say, like, you can only go down from what you did last year, I'm, I'm afraid. Um Cooper Cup's still doing Cooper Cup things, just not on the same level. And I think that at this rate, Stephon Diggs could have a better year than Cooper Cup did last year. As crazy as that is that to is think crazy, about. Because Cooper Cup won the triple crown last year. Yeah, with I mean, just some of the stuff that we've never seen out of a receiver before, but like Stephon Diggs is doing that and he's on track to like demolish that record, it seems like. But uh, but that goes if you talk to the committee, that's gonna go well. It's because of Josh Allen. Right, exactly. But it, it takes two. It takes two. And, again, it's always going to be a quarterback award that will never change. And if it does change, that player might be the greatest of all time ever. Right, yeah. If it's if it's somebody that's good enough to get it from a quarterback. Right. It, it's I mean, they used to do that, man, back in, like, the 80s and 90s. Like, they would give it to, you know, Lawrence Taylor won it, like, once or twice, I think he won NFL MVP. And, like, that dude is is arguably the greatest football player of all time. You know what I mean? So it's like if – I guess if somebody is that generational, they will, but they haven't done it since then. It's like it's either a quarterback or it's a running back. And we haven't had a running back win it since – if Sam was here, he would say Lamar Jackson. But, you know, since Adrian Peterson back in 2012. 
So it's like, you know, are we going to give it to the best player or are we just going to give it to the best quarterback? And even that, the NFL doesn't do it right because last year Tom Brady should have won it. But I've already said said my piece about that. Drake, parlay to poverty, looking ahead to this weekend. I'm, I want to say mine because I don't want you to take it because I'm sure you saw it right before we went on. Uh, Drake, it's Rams money line. I mean, are we serious? What are they do? Did 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 the Sharks not just watch that game that Jimmy Garoppolo just put on tape last night, scoring ten points, throwing a, a a safety pick six that's never been done in the NFL before to a Broncos team who was atrocious right now, and, and the the I don't know if you saw it, but the Forty ers uh, lost Trent Williams. Uh, he he's not he's going to be sidelined for a couple weeks. I have no idea. It's in San Francisco, so I mean I don't know. There's no way it, it accounts for that much, because there's no way that the Rams shouldn't be favored in this game, and they're two and a half point underdogs. You don't even need the two and a half points. You can just go Rams money line straight up. It's plus one away. That's mine. Uh, the only reason I can see that being what it is is because how much of a struggle. Sean McVay has with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it's like the little brother complex that you just, you know, maybe it's one of those things, but yes, I have it written down, especially at plus 120 odds. Sometimes I'll have money lines with, uh, with negative odds. So it'd be like minus one Oh five. So it's not even worth it. Um, but especially uh, positive odds. Uh, so I have Thursday night football. Dolphins are plus four, and their money line's plus 145 against the mm. Bengals in Cincinnati. We're about to find out if the Dolphins are the real deal. I think it'll be a fun game. I think so, too. I, I mean, well, it depends if Teddy Two Gloves is going to be out there or if Two is going to be out there. But more than likely, Two is going to be out because the NFL is going to see that he actually is severely concussed. I, I And here's what I'm – what I'm thinking about that is I really don't think – I don't think Teddy Two Gloves is that bad. I don't feel like two is that big of a difference maker. That I like plus four more than I do like the money line. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's the pieces around Tua that and, – and I'm not trying to be a hater. I just – I feel that Teddy Bridgewater can also go in there and keep it within four. Oh, he can definitely do that for sure. Um, I just don't – I think you're going to see a lot of like – Tyreek Hill, you know, on the reverse or catching screen passes, things like that, because historically, like, Teddy Bridgewater does not like to throw the ball down the field much at all. He, he's very much like Jimmy Garoppolo, where he doesn't take a lot of big shots. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting how the offense flows because you have, you know, Waddle and Hill that can really stretch the defense, but you've got a quarterback that doesn't like to – to stretch the defense, but Dre, do you have any other uh, any other bets that you want to get out there? Um, so I had the Rams, I had the Dolphins, and last one is going to be Jacksonville plus six and a half. Again, another team that I think are they the real deal? Like I think that this one's more of a gamble, but I think it's one of those things where they're not getting the respect they deserve. Um, I think a lot of people are going to fade them. Uh, but let me just double check where they're at. They are at the Eagles, but I don't. Are they at the Eagles? Yes, they are at the Eagles. Sorry. Uh, plus six and a half. I, I mean, 
Do you think the, the Eagles, yes, you're giving them the number one team in the NFL, but like, where do you rank the Jags in the top 10? Like, do you think that there's no way they can keep this within a touchdown? See, it's, it's that thing that we've always talked about. Like, a touchdown is a lot of points in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. ton of points. It's a ton. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the, how many lost by more than a the touchdown? The Packers this right now, the Packers right now are favored against the Patriots by 10 and a half. Like that's so many points again, especially against like Bill Belichick. I mean, I guess they're thinking that Hoyer's gonna play, right. so he's gonna be three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, I, I I'm reading all these replies that that's no, you're good. I'm, I'm just trying to figure these. out one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Well, I was sitting there thinking seven points. A lot were eight, nine points, and ten points. But, like, seven games finished were bigger than a touchdown win. And those are, like, that seems like a lot, but it's like, you're going to be like, you're going to be the person that's like, oh, yeah, this team is definitely beating this team by seven. Like, if we would have went into last week, I would have been like, the Colts are losing to the Chiefs by a touchdown, a million percent. And the, the Colts won. Like, nothing in the NFL right now makes any sense. So it's like, do you even risk it touching that line? Um, well, Jacksonville, Jacksonville just. Put up, but it's Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. Thirty-eight, and it was a, the charge. The Chargers always do this, dude. I know, but they put together the team that could change the narrative. They do have fifty-three guys on their roster. Yes, I think that. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Chargers. They put together a team. Well, they, they don't have a team anymore. Yeah, no, but and I don't know. It could just be because Sam's a fan of them. Actually, they could just be cursed. That's definitely it. Yeah, don't bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, no way. Um, but all right, that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thank goodness we didn't have Sam on this podcast. He's too busy uh, fighting Will Compton on Twitter right now. So uh, everybody check that out for sure. It's everybody great. go bully Sam. I'm about to uh, feed into this. The mentions are pretty pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, as soon as we log off of here, I'm about to jump into this. But uh, everybody, good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Hope your quarterback doesn't tear the ACL. Oh, forgot that.